Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Welcome everyone to episode two of Oak and Owl podcast, and this episode is our healing storytelling for November 2019, and before we dive in, I would like you to just get cozy. Um, The majority of you listening to this are in the Northern Hemisphere, where it's gotten quite chilly over the past few days. Um, at least where I'm in. I'm in southern Texas, and it normally doesn't get cold, the true autumn cold, until Samhain, or Halloween, if you're not following the wheel of the year. Storytelling has been around forever, right? So... Um, This is a little different than the books that I write because these stories are the stories of the bard, the druid bard, in me, that I would like to share with you for your own personal journey and your own healing. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or whatever makes you feel relaxed get comfortable, and then we'll step into this amazing healing story. So, bards of old, ancient bards of old, had to learn stories so that they could go around to neighboring villages and so forth and entertain the people. And part of their role as a bard was to memorize all of these stories and folk tales and so forth. And there were certain ones that they had to work with. And then they told those, like I said, verbally once they learned them. And the more they learned, the higher of a grade of bard they became. So These stories were, this particular story, Blind Faith, is meant to be told this time of year, and it was actually channeled by me um, in October 2017, and I tell it every year at this time. And so I just kind of have a basic framework written down of what the story is, so I don't forget what it's about, but the actual telling of it um, is different every year for me. And so I'm excited to share this with you in recorded format because in the past I've only done this as a live storytelling and we have not kept the audios of those. So it's quite um, different to be putting those down there somewhere because they'll never be written into a book or anything like that. This story is near and dear to my heart, especially for those of you that are following um, you know, your spiritual journey, your spiritual path, you'll know that the majority of it is just trusting 
trusting your guides, trusting your intuition, trusting your angels, trusting the gods or goddesses, whoever you work with, trusting God, trusting yourself that this journey is leading you where you want to go. And that's part of the hero's journey <laughs> that Joseph Campbell writes about. Um, we step out in the zero card of the tarot on this magical journey to who knows where. And we're always asked to take a leap of faith. And that's really the bones of this story for many of, uh, for, for all of us, I think really, for all of us in some fashion or form, taking that leap of faith. So as I take a sip of my <coughs> organic decaf coffee, <coughs> I just kind of prepare my voice for telling this story. I want you to get comfortable. <coughs> So whatever works best for you, because these healing stories are going to work on many different levels. Number one is just hearing my voice, which within my voice, the tones, the words that come out, the sound of my voice are all set with an intention for healing, awakening, if you're on an awakening path. Um, there's also light codes in my voice for those of you that are into the light language. This story is also set with the intention of delivering you codex that will help unlock certain things that are needed by you. So that is all part of this. That's one layer. The other layer is the story itself which um, being recorded on Dia de los Muertos today that I'm recording this on Day of the Dead. This story is also all about ancestral healing, which is another layer to it. And just allow in whatever is most needed by you. Your guides ask them to come forward as we begin this storytelling. Get into, like I said, sitting down or lying down and just listening to the sound of my voice, which is why this isn't purposely isn't a video, because you just want you to listen to my voice, listen to the words, listen to the story. And first, we'll set a little bit of background. So let's invite in our guides for healing. Let's invite in any ancestors that we want to have around us at this time. And let's prepare to hear this story with intention. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need some throat chakra clearing. So we just want to set the stage a little bit for the story itself. This is a story about Faith, who is a young blind girl. For her in this story, because all of my stories are actual, to me, are actual people somewhere in some time, space, and dimension who want their story to be told. Um, many of them are trying to help us on Earth in this time, space, and reality to ascend and to heal 
And that's why they bring these stories forth for us, which is also the basis for all of the books that I write. It's the same premise that I write under. So in this case, Faith is a young blind girl finding healing and courage after the death of her older brother. She's lost her older brother, Sam, in a tragic accident. And she was raised mainly by Sam and her father after her mother died having her in childbirth. And Faith loves the darker parts of the year. And her favorite time is the month of October and the time around Samhain and the Day of the Dead. And because she's unable to physically see, she uses her senses to visualize the world around her. So I can feel our guides and our ancestors drawing ever closer to us now as we get into the story. So allow them in. We're all blanketed and circled without, within and without in a shield of divine love and light. And just open your heart to the story as we all open our hearts to everyone that's listening now. In the future, we're all on this healing journey together. Whatever happens is going to happen. So whatever emotions come up, allow those to be acknowledged, acknowledge them, and then we're going to release those into the light. Now, Faith understands the feelings of the dead ones better than the living. She loves to sit in the cemetery next to her mother's grave and she has aspirations for when she gets older. She wants to be a teacher for the blind. So she set some intentions for the future. She doesn't know how she's going to do all these things because now she is just herself and her father. She doesn't really have anyone else that she's aware of that can help her. Um, but right now, she is pretty content to just be a young 15-year-old girl. So Sam dies tragically in an accident. He was only 17 years old. He was hit on his bicycle on a country road going to the general store by a semi-truck driver who fell asleep at the wheel. And Sam was fiercely protective of Faith since she was a baby. So now all that's left are Faith and Dan, her father. And he's always busy at his job in the steel mill and washing dishes at the local cafe. So he worked two jobs to support the family. And he didn't have a lot of time for Faith or Sam. And he's really angry inside that Melissa had to die and leave him alone with two children. So the story begins in the cemetery. On a grave site surrounded by the family members of 17-year-old Sam, who has just passed. Faith stands beside the grave holding the hand of her father. She doesn't want to be here. She only wants to remember Sam as he was. The one who took her everywhere, helped her do everything. 
He would help her into their forest hideout by the creek, where he would read to her from olden tales of Greek mythology, Arthurian legends, and ghostly tales, which were her favorites. Right now, the feeling in the air is numbness at this tragic accident, accentuated by the October winds, the falling leaves, and the crisp autumn sounds at the cemetery. As the family members leave the funeral service, Faith does not want to go. So her father agrees to let her stay for 30 more minutes, and then they're going to go home. So as Dan goes to talk to the church pastor about finding help for Faith while he's at work, um, she is alone at the gravesite. She gets up and she just starts walking amongst the tombstones, kind of using them to guide her. She's running her hands along each stone, and she just feels the wind on her cheeks and the rustling through her hair. She's really wishing Sam was there. So she sits down, she just starts crying. She feels something lightly touch her shoulder. She thinks it's her father coming to get her. You shouldn't be out here like this, a voice says. It's cold and windy. Let me help you to your car, the voice says, helping Faith to her feet. Faith does feel cold and very tired for her 15 years. She lets the stranger help her to the car to sit down inside. And in thanking the stranger, she finds that there's only silence. Days pass, Faith's back at home, and there's been no caretaker for her. They can't figure out how they're going to take care of Faith while Dan is at work. But a generous donation comes forward, and a guide dog is donated by the local Foundation for the Blind. Dan is at home, and Faith leaves the house to go into the yard and work with this beautiful guide dog who she's named Bones because of his love of bones and his ability to dig up bones wherever he goes. So Bones and Faith bond immediately, and Faith talks to Bones about missing Sam, all her dreams for the future, being a teacher for the blind, and although her physical sight is gone, her inner vision is very clear, and she can see herself in the future doing so many things to help others. But how will she do all this? Her family's so poor, her brother's gone, and she feels very alone. She blames herself for Sam's death. If she hadn't wanted that darn ice cream that night, he wouldn't have gone to the store for some. He wouldn't have been killed senselessly and needlessly. He would be here with her now. Days pass and it's late at night. Faith is having trouble sleeping. So she decides to go outside alone and walk up to the cemetery with bones. Quite courageous on her part, um, but she's made this walk to the cemetery many times. 
There's a full moon and the owls are out tonight. She makes her way to Sam's gravesite by counting the headstones. She lets go of bones and sits on the damp earth, touching the headstone and really feeling the rough rock and singing their favorite song. Bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down like a bridge over troubled water. But there's a touch then on her hand. She starts and listens. Is someone there, Bones? Nothing. Then, I love your faith whispers in her ear in Sam's voice as tears roll down her face. Don't go, Sam. Don't leave me. What am I going to do? How am I going to make it without you, my Sam? (sighs) Then Bones barking off in the distance. Bones, get over here. I need you to get home. There's mist falling and then a woman's voice in the fog. What are you doing here so late, little one? Let me help you up. A soft touch once again on her arm, but more firm this time, helping her to her feet. Who are you, Faith asks. I'm a friend of your family's Faith. Let's get you home. Faith and her new friend walk home together with bones trailing behind. She tries to explain to the friend, he's supposed to be helping me, but he's new. He's just unsure sometimes of what he's supposed to do. The voice says, how about I come help you tomorrow? We can work with bones together, the woman says. My name is Melissa. Days, weeks, months go by with Faith and Melissa meeting frequently. After school at the cemetery, up in the woods fort, they've really developed a bond with each other and Faith feels that she can tell Melissa anything. On the eve of Faith's 18th birthday, she confesses her concerns about the future to Melissa. I know you believe in God, Melissa tells her, and your faith in God and your love for everyone is what brought me to you. That is all you need, Faith. Believe that God will help you, that your love for others and God's love for you will carry you, and that helping spirits are here to assist you in everything you do if you will only let them. I have something to show you. Let's walk to the cemetery together. Bones, Faith, and Melissa walk to the cemetery. And Melissa leads Faith to an old headstone. Sit down, Faith. I have something to show you. Trace the name on this headstone and let me know what you read. Faith begins tracing the words on the headstone as she reads out loud. Here lies Melissa loving wife to Dan, devoted mother to Sam and Faith, 
her love will never be forgotten. The wind blows, the leaves fall, and a soft hand touches Faith's arm. I want to thank you for listening to this story. That was quite interesting. It just happened at the end. Everything just kind of cut off on its own. So I'm coming back in now to just say, let, again, let any emotions or feelings rise from that story. It always makes me teary-eyed at the end. And just think about all of the deeper layers of meaning to this story for this coming month of November. Allow the ancestors that have passed to lead you and assist you on your journey if you desire. We're setting those intentions again, new beginnings, a new month, a new decade coming up here in a couple of months. And again, we step forward on that hero's journey in blind faith for whatever lies ahead of us, knowing knowing the outcomes we want, but allowing our guides and our angels to help us along the way. Not trying to define the path and the how you'll get where you're going to go too rigidly. Just staying open, staying open to your journey, staying fluid, staying in the flow, letting go, and allow yourself to be guided. So I want to thank you for listening with me. And I hope to see you for next month's healing story. Talk to you soon. Bless you. Bye. And the love. Bless you. Bye. Blessings and love uh, to everyone that's listening. Take care. <laughs>